Hello and welcome to Shrunker at 99.94 Cricket Every Day. My name is Mark Machado from the early end and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazu Devon from the Papare. Shrunker at 99.94 is your new home for Shrunker content. We're dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube and on the 99.94 app several times every week. So do please rate, review and subscribe. We love your comments. Leave your comments below as well. Um, thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation. Estelle, we're waking up um, a day after Sri Lanka beat Afghanistan in the third and final ODI of their three-match series. Um, they lost the first one. The second one got rained off. Um, but the third one, they finished in some in quite some style to chase down 313 in Candy. Um, I've woken up feeling unbelievable as a Sri Lanka fan. How are you feeling? And what's the mood in Colombo today or in Sri Lanka today? I'm feeling good as well. I think uh, it was a relief not to see the team kind of crumble because it looked like at one point that the game was going in the same direction as the first ODI. Uh, I think generally the feeling is of relief more than anything because you don't want to be kind of... I think if we had lost this the last game, we're pretty much out of contention of gaining direct qualification uh, into the World Cup. The hope still lives on. It's still going to be tough. Uh, but I think generally, the general feeling is of relief that we got got that uh, series levelling win. The first one, I don't. I thought the bowling was kind of all right. I thought we could probably chase down the score. And really, we just lost our heads with the batting, I feel. Um, just lost t- too many key wickets at the same time. And then did that thing that we often do where wickets breed for the opposition. You get one of us out then you get another one, then you get another one. And then before you know it, there was a bit of a rally. Hasarango nearly got us over over the line towards the end. But ultimately, we we, we just battered him with Chorley um, in, in that game, I felt. Um, and, and then to, to kind of fast forward to the second game, um, we kind of bowled somewhat similar and then it got rained off after what, six, was it six overs or four overs were, were battered? And then the third game, they made that they made a change in the lineup where they dropped Anajaya Lakshan, who before going into the, you know, in our series preview, me and you thought it's great that he's in the squad, but we didn't really think it was we thought it was unlikely he was going to start. He starts, he doesn't really he doesn't do anything with the bat in the first game. He gets the bowl, I think I think he bowls six overs in the two was it six overs or five overs in the two games? And then they they drop him in the third game. Look, I'm a massive Walala Gay fan because I mention him a lot. Probably, uh, you might be wondering if I'm related to him or something. Um, but and, and I'm not. I'm not related to him. Um, yeah, you never know, and, right? You know, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. You never know who knows it, who in Sri Lanka, right? Yeah. Um, but in um, they brought him in for the third game, and obviously he he, he was game changing in the end. But I didn't think it was a bit unfair on Lakshan getting dropped because I don't think he really. He hadn't done anything to to merit being dropped. And maybe that was the reason why they dropped him in the first place. Though me and you, to begin with, thought it was weird that he'd started. So, like, what was going on there? Any insight or any ideas? Yeah, I think the the problem was why why was he picked in the first ODI? And I've been, you know, trying to think of any reason why you can justify him being in that 11. Uh, Of course... The only the, the only kind of explanation I can come up with is that they think that he's like for like replacement for Charmika Karnaratna. 
which I don't see it as true because Karma Ratna is a lot quicker, I think. And those like 120 uh, kilometers an hour versus 130 is a big difference when you're bowling on tracks like what you get in Sri Lanka. So I don't see him as a like-for-like replacement for uh, Chamika Karma Ratna. Really, it was... I call it interesting when I say interesting. I mean, I don't agree with it because uh, like that choice to pick him. Okay, I can understand if there was some kind of, okay, if you, Dhananjalakshan has batted in the top order in some of the domestic like T20 competitions and stuff like that, like in the top three, top four. So if you were planning on pushing him to the top three because we didn't have uh, like an opening batter, I could have understood that pick, but they didn't do that either. They kind of played him in the same role as Chamika Karuna Ratna. Maybe it's them looking long-term, I don't know, but your favorite, Dunit Vellalagi, I don't know how, how you can explain explain that he was dropped in the first place, that he didn't make that uh, starting eleven after doing so well against Australia. I mean, I can't, I can't explain how Will Arlegay was dropped at all because he did incredible against Australia. People, including myself, though, were surprised he didn't make the T20 World Cup squad um, to, to go to Australia. The only kind of explanation I can give is that maybe they thought the pitch wasn't, didn't need to have 40 overs of, of spin in it, which was what they were potentially going to give themselves um, if they brought him on. I just... <laughs> Talking from from talking to a few people I know involved in coaching and conversations I've had with coaches um, in and around Sri Lanka cricket, there's a lot of expectation on Lakshan at some point as a fast bowler, right? And they do think he will. From what I understand, is they do think he will get faster. There's also this, like this, you know, there's a lot of expectation on him as a batter as well. Um, that said, I think. Well, Arlegay is cut. You know, he, he proved himself out. Yeah, and in that like Australia you, ODI, right? Like you said about Lakshan. So, if there is expectation, and if there is this big, you know, kind of uh, hope in him that whether whether it be with the bat or the ball, then why wasn't he given a bigger role, right? Like he didn't bowl his court off overs in either of the games. He batted at number eight. So then, what do you ex? What are you expecting out of him? Are you expecting, uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine what kind of thing they're expecting at number eight from him with the bat. With the ball, he did, I think, open the bowling or he was first changed in both games. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's really, I don't know what the, what the rationale behind that was because it's kind of, and then... Then, if if all that was expected, then why was he left out in the last game? I don't know. <laughs> in, in in both in both games as well, what I didn't can't understand. And I alluded to this earlier is how few overs he bowled. Exactly, so it's yeah. like if he's coming and you've got this expectation and he bowls first change, then give him there's fifty overs. Like give him one or two overs somewhere. Um, when it's you know when you start to pick up the wickets at the back end or right in the middle between that kind of twenty five and thirty five overs it always is quite a lull in in ODI cricket. I will say um, one thing though, just one thing that uh, I could like think of just talking with the guys at the Papare and you know trying to trying to figure out this same kind of uh, dilemma, right? That Dasun Chanaka had mentioned before the series that that the toss is going to be important because bowling during the day 
offers nothing the pitch offers nothing to the bowlers during the day and in all three games sri lanka bowled first so maybe and this is me really like you know stretching maybe there was a you know if sri lanka did bowl second then lakshan is the type of bowler who does move the ball quite a lot um in yeah. in the evening so uh, maybe that was it but i mean i don't know i, I that's a real stretch i think uh can can i be allowed a moment to talk about well alake's innings <laughs> of course, yesterday yeah. <laughs> because that was so it was amazing wasn't it it was just incredible um it was beautiful um i was in love with it i i'm hoping that the highlights appear on youtube so i can watch them um pr- like frequently you know and, the match replays time, on and, you know, sri lanka cricket youtube channel right is it not open oh, to you it? guys I, I had to i had to I had to buy the game on icc.tv. Oh, okay. It cost me two pounds. I wonder if the replay is, a, the is not geoblock. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, if it is, it's worth investing the VPN for that. <laughs> um, like, yeah. So my my whole thing about Wallalegay, and actually I thought it was uh, it was beautiful poetry for, from a personal perspective that he was there at the end of the game with Aslankers because they're, they're kind of two players who I don't think you know, they're not going to be beautiful players to watch. They're not going to be, uh, you know, playing classical strokes. They're kind of unorthodox. They're a little bit ugly, but they're beautifully ugly because they mm-hmm. get... Get the job done. done. I'm not even sure if we're allowed to... They get the job done. I, I was going to say something a I bit know. more <laughs> stronger there. Uh, I'm, not allowed to sh- I'm not sure if we're allowed to swear in the Kimberverse. And that's what I, I love. And I think what a lot of other other fans love as well right because that's what we want to see it's 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 winning ugly and i thought it was you know it was beautiful to see them both there at the same time and also both in a historic chase as well yeah and uh, i right? think one word that you hear with dunitvelalage is always character right yeah. And he doesn't seem like the guy who's got all the gifts, like, you know, big forearms to clear the boundary and, you know, all those things. But he seems to have the attitude and kind of that character to kind to find a way through um, whatever situation he's put in. And that's what we've seen in, in the, like, the very short time we've seen him in international cricket. And I also think ODI cricket is the ideal format for him because, like I said, he's not a big hitter. And I think... If he does play, uh, I mean, in the future, in the coming years, he probably move up the order. But right now, it's just that it seems like almost willpower that's getting the job done for him. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I want to say. And going back to the Lakshan debate, is uh, you see, I think that getting the job done attitude, that finding a way attitude, um, that's a mentality, right? That's a mindset. Um, it's... Playing cricket is a really hard sport to play. That's why I think a lot of people are obsessed by it because you can, there's it more so than like rugby and football, definitely. Uh, it's not just the case of practice, 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 practice. Everything has to kind of align for you to be good at cricket. Um, and if you get to a point where you've got yourself in contention for shrunken, uh, to, to be selected for the shrunken team or any national side, then you've got the skill set that you need. And actually the difference between coming in and having a mediocre career or having a career that peters out after 10 or so appearances and going on to be an all-time great and, you know, someone who who is talked about well after you're retired, I think it's a mentality, it's a mindset um, thing, right? And I, I sometimes I think Sri Lankan cricket can, the, the, the setup and the uh, 
the almost schizophrenic um, selection decisions can can destroy a player in the in the embryonic stage of national selection, right? And that's what worries me about the way that they've treated Lakshan because that was a whole when Shankar were bad and they were really really bad between uh, from about 2015 from the second part uh, from about 2016 to to the pandemic, right? What was the hallmark of it was a lack of consistency in selection, right? I, um, and that's what worries me is that we might accidentally be end up on slipping and into it. And you can see it we with, spoke about oh, this uh, in the previous episode about how he was in the setup and then he disappeared as well, right? So it's happened yeah. to him before. Yeah, the the other player I think who's possibly not like maybe being unfairly treated and he was a player we talked about we talked about uh, the major league was is Kaminda Mendes right because he comes in with this huge amount of expectation on his shoulders and and he and he's brought in very early I think to 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 make his debut and it doesn't quite work out for him and then they keep bringing him back and it's like right unless you come in and immediately you know get a fifer or or get, or, or score score big runs quickly then you're back out again. And it's like, you've got to feel for these boys. It's like, where, where, what is going on in their head? We, we almost forget that these guys are human as well, right? And and then you look and, and I think this whole uh, chopping and change of the team as, as rapidly as we do, I think that's translated very much with the way people talk about the side on, on social media currently. If you go back to 2014, 20, you know, between 2011 and 2014, when our white ball team was probably in its peak, or 2015 even, um, there was, wasn't a huge amount of discussion about dropping players. Players could go, you know, they could have a few games without scoring runs. Now it's like, oh, well, why is so-and-so even going on this tour? You only scored 60 runs the last. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yep. you've, got to, you've got to back the boys. If you, if you look at look at Tikshano, you look at uh, um, Nisanka, look at Asalanka, they're probably the three players that have emerged in the last uh, kind of nine months or so. And the, the thing that the, all three of them do have, and we know obviously Asalanka's at a moment where he's been out of the team as well, is that they've been back to the backed by the the selectors, and now we're kind of seeing that pay off with with their performances, and they are you know, they're putting some distance between them and anyone else who might have been in contention for their place. Yep. Um, should we take a quick break? Uh, when we come back, let, let let's talk about everything else that happened. I don't just do this podcast. I also host Red Inca, which is a show that covers far more modern stories. We look at the trends within the game, tell stories about the modern great players, and look at what is really going on in global cricket. You can find Red Inca by searching for it in your podcast app or on YouTube or by downloading the 99.94 DM app. God, I love Will Arlake. <laughs> um, <laughs> Estelle, should we talk about the openers? Um there was a lot of discussion between me and you about who would open. Um, I don't want to say, but I was right. They went with Kusumendis and Nisanka. I'm just looking at everything I said in that episode, and the only thing I got right was that Goodbaz is going to get runs. (laughs) I was wrong about everything. I just banked on SLC will not change a winning formula. (laughs) And I think the thing they came away from the World Cup with is our top four is kind of set. Well, actually, no, they didn't because they put Chandimal in there as well. Uh, um, Yeah, their openers were set, right? Um, Is is Kusul Mendes the long-term opener? He's going to have some competition, possibly coming down the track. Yeah. See, the the only reason that I didn't or I didn't want Kusal Mendes to open was that because once Avishka Fernando is fit, 
Sri Lanka is going to want to fit them, fit him into the side, right? And then you have your Patrubnitsanka, Avishka Fernando, Kusal Mendes, Tanajiri Silva. You have that set lineup. Now what happens is when Avishka comes in, which I assume will eventually happen sometime this year, what happens? Does Kusal drop back to three or does he stay at the top of the order and Avishka bats at three? So that will be a bit of an issue. That's the, that's the only reason I felt that Kusal should stay in that middle order instead of opening. But of course, he's like, there's no doubt about his skill, right? I don't think there's ever been a doubt about his skill. And I think if you did doubt it at any point, like his, his cricketing skill, uh, I don't know, you're going to have to watch a lot more cricket because I think from the day he debuted, it was quite, obvious to a lot of people who watch watch the game that this guy's got talent right so he's i've loved the way he's changed his game in the last few months once he started opening in in t20 cricket he has taken that responsibility of getting the team off to a quick start knowing that nisanka will not more time more more, more times than not he he will get off to a slower start so Usama Mendes has taken on a big responsibility and yesterday I think he doesn't get enough credit for that knock yesterday he did get, get Sri Lanka off to a really good start while Nisaka I won't say he was struggling but he was scoring pretty slowly right um yeah so that when you're chasing 300 plus on that track which I think was not the easiest against that bowling attack. When you've got the ball keeping low, you know, turning, slowing down, it's not the easiest to chase that kind of score. So that start that Kusar Mendes gave Sri Lanka was really, really important. I think that kind of gave the middle order a little bit of extra time to kind of settle in and, you know, take the game deep. So I've really been impressed by this role he's taken on because that's not generally how he's played um it, at least not in the recent past but once he started opening and once he's been his role has been defined i think that's the most important thing we heard after the asia cup as well uh chris silverwood saying how they did give him that responsibility look you're the guy who needs to be scoring quickly and he's done that um and that's been really valuable for sri lanka he's also i think once uh, once he's been given the keeping gloves, he seems to have, um, I don't know, big, like taken on a bigger leadership role with the team as well. It seems like he has a big say in the field settings and has 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 a has a good kind of rapport with Sharnaka as well. So that that's really good to see after kind of stop start uh, career in uh, limited overs cricket. Uh, you know. In the sense that he hasn't been as good as he can be, because he he's obviously a super talented player. Well, I think I think a lot of it goes to that that confidence, right? Somebody, it feels like somebody said, "You're going to open. You're going to be my opener. You got to go out and get runs quickly." He's got he's he's confident. He's not going to lose his place, and he's got a defined role, and he's flourishing in it. And I, th I think you're starting to see that with a few of the players. And the next thing we need to see is a bit more consistency, right? Because we didn't really see that consistency if you look at the in the World Cup. Um, but hopefully, you know, that, that that's going to come with a little bit of time. If you look at, you know, Chris Silverwood's not really been in position, this coaching side haven't really been in position that long. Yeah. They haven't played a huge amount of games. Compared to other, you know, other teams ar around the world, 
Um, so hopefully the next kind of nine months or so is when we start to see see all that develop. And and you know we're gonna we're gonna judge this team on how well they do. Firstly, if they get to India for this World Cup, because that's all up in the air. Mm-hmm. And secondly, if they do get there, how well they do when they do get there. Um, but me and you might have to be out in Zimbabwe, I think, for some uh, qualifiers. Somebody will some have point. to buy me a uh, ticket. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, if if, you, if anyone's listening um, from from is is it Zimbabwe? Have I just made it's up that they're in Zimbabwe? Yeah, yeah. The yeah I, I've always fancied the Harare in summer, um, <laughs> so I, I'm up, I'm up for going. Um, I heard the beef there is incredible. Um, so, so yeah, it looks. It, I'd say more likely than not, they will end up playing the qualifiers. So we're gonna we're gonna have to see how it goes. I mean, like with the openers, I, I think it's gonna be very difficult after the kind of last few months because Mendes has been having to drop him. No, right? I don't Regardless think he's getting well dropped anytime goes soon. There's no way he gets. Oh, dropped. sorry to, to move him yeah. to move him from that position. Yeah, I don't think he's getting dropped, but I think. Mendes and, and Nisanka, I've seen a few people who weren't Sri fans say maybe Mendes should have, you know, should have been in consideration for any sort of T20 team of the tournament. Um, so, you know, he's ma- he's making a bit of an impact. I know I say this all the time, I'd love to see both of them uh, go away and play play more franchise cricket because I think that's the way that they're going to build and develop their game. Playing in different places against different types of bowling options is what's gonna is what's going to bring them on. Uh, let's take a quick break there. When we come back, uh, let, let's uh, look forward to... Oh, well, let's talk about the rest of the team and also look forward to uh, Sri Lanka's next series, which isn't for a little while yet, actually. Hi, I'm Nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the India on 99.94 podcast. Several times each week, my co-host Sara Waris and I will be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, KL Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. Um, I think we need to talk a little bit about our our bowling options because it looked to me like we're just one. It looks like we're one bowler short. Of course, part of this is solved by not picking Luxor or by picking Luxor and then getting them to bowl or picking somebody else there um, who can bowl. I think I personally think the team is slightly imbalanced, and that. I know I talked about there's there's too many bits and pieces players almost too many players who are just going to do what needs to be done to win it, but actually I think we need we need to just bring another another bowler in because I think we're probably in, in all in all three games probably went for a few too many runs and that the problem is is that he doesn't have another option if it's going wrong for someone. What are your thoughts on this, Estelle? I I kind of disagree. I think. Um... In these conditions, it's a good side. You're going to need uh, Dananjay De Silva to be bowling five plus overs. And I think Shanaka also needs to trust guys like Dunit Vellalage to bowl more overs. I think that sometimes I do think that he has an issue where, I mean, as a captain, I can un- I can understand why that is, but he does need to kind of give over responsibility to some of those guys and see how they go. because. 
otherwise you're going to end up like similar to Dananjay Lakshan if he was brought in as new ball bowler then let him bowl three four overs with the new ball if he was brought in as a death over bowler then give him to bowl that at the end of the day yes it's super league games and it matters but if you're not going to try them out and give them that opportunity to bowl in those situations, then you're never going to know. And you're always going to be depending on Vani Duhasaranga to get you wickets. And that's actually, I think that's really backfiring for Sri Lanka because right now they are dependent on Hasaranga and Tikshana delivering a part of those death overs. And in turn, what's happening is those guys are going for runs. They are picking up wickets and they're going for less runs than maybe the fast bowlers will go for. But, you know, they are not bowling at the periods where they would be most effective, whether it's at the beginning of the innings or in the middle overs where they can get wickets and put the teams under pressure. At that point, Shanaka is thinking, no, I need to save two of Hasaranga's overs for the last five or whatever like that. And that's, I think that's hurting Sri Lanka to some degree. And it did in the T20 World Cup as well. So if the the best kind of example I can give you is Kasun Rajita. Everyone thought of him as a test bowler, right? He, you don't, when you look at him or like when you, when you mention his name, you don't think of a limited overs bowler. But how well has he bowled in the death in this series? He's been, I think, one of the best bowlers for Sri Lanka in the death. He's uh, varied. He's been unbelievable. Yeah, he's been really good. Yeah. And that's because he's continuously been given that role to do. And I remember that little invitational tournament that Sri Lanka played um, just before the World Cup as well. He was really good in the death. So it is about defining the players' roles and giving them the opportunity to actually get into those situations and bowl. So if you have... Uh, uh, like a again, you don't trust him to bowl at certain periods, then why is he in the team? It's a, it's a similar question we had with Chamika Kaunaratna a couple of months ago, I think, before the Australian series, where he was bowling in T20 cricket one over or two overs. Then why is he in the team? Then you might as well play a batsman or you might as well play a, like a, a specialist bowler. So I think a little bit, Chanaka needs to trust his options as well and it has to be I mean maybe whoever he picks goes for runs and Sri Lanka lose the game and he takes the blame right that's inevitable but you can't hold back bowlers and then you know expect Hasaranga and Dikshana and when Chamira comes back him to do all the work I suppose part of one of, one of the emotions I had during the game was I just don't think, as you said, it's it just feels like we're not using our best players at the right. At, we're not putting them in the right places, trying to hold them off, and I think that's putting extra pressure on things. I thought a big reason why we won that third game, so I thought Afghanistan were even worse at using the bowlers at the times they should be using them. I thought he used Rashid Khan at totally the wrong times if I'll be perfectly honest with, with you, because I think if he'd put a bit more pressure on us yep. a little bit earlier on, if we'd got a bit more Rashid earlier on, then I would have put a bit more pressure and we would have had too much to do and we would have had to take yeah, more risk. Yeah, it can go either way, right? But what like, I feel yeah. is, and we spoke about this during the T20 World Cup as well, now with the batters and the lower order batters also able to kind of clear the boundary with, five overs remaining, you're needing 50 runs, you'd always back the batting side, right? Whether you've got Rashid yeah. Khan or whether you've got Hasaranga to bowl those overs, you're always backing the batting team because 
it's no longer that mental barrier of it being 10 runs and over is gone. So I don't know, maybe if uh, Afghanistan had bowled uh, Rashid early on and he not taken any wickets and Sri Lanka had got home in 47 overs, we'd be saying the opposite. But yeah, I did feel like, you know, they held him off too late. Um, we need to kind of wrap this up before we do. should say the next... ODI Super League ODI games are against New Zealand in what March time? I think we're we're over there, um, and we've got to win all three to to get through. But I believe before that, there's a tour. We're going to India, though no no tour dates have, have yet to be released. Um, that that is on the cards, though, right? Yeah, um, we are hearing that it'll be in the last week of December, so after the LPL. But there is no confirmation yet. And also, just to mention to those listening, we haven't forgotten about Charita Salanka. <laughs> we will be doing a, a separate episode on him uh, probably tomorrow or, or the day after. So don't worry. <laughs> He's we were, we're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be the next episode you get will be about Charith Asalanka. So if you want to make, want to hear about him, hit the subscribe button um, because we, we, I've got a lot to talk about him. And oh, do you know, do you know what? Still, I think I just kind of love all of them. And I just need to say, I love this player. Just like, it's a given that, um, that I'm obsessed by them right should we call it should we wrap it up over there of course this will be something coming back to uh, we'll, we'll, you know it's going to dominate the next few months of Shrunky Cricket the, this quest to get to the World Cup um, but before that we've obviously got the LPL we've got this India tour we've got to go to New Zealand as well uh, thanks for listening to Shrunk on 99.94 where we speak cricket every day please do rate review and subscribe whatever you enjoy your podcast you can download the 99 0.94 app and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Machado. Estelle is at Estelle underscore Vazu there one as in the number one. Never miss out. Join our 24-7 conversation on social media and follow us at 9994 DM. Cricket every day, your way. <laughs>